Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. J-Pop drops Aww. by the show every Friday. You're probably like, oh, who's J-Pop? That's Pastor Jay Dennis from City Central Church in Lakeland. It's our Ask a Pastor segment. He's been with us for some time. He meets you right where you are, uh, where you're living your life. And, uh, you know, when it comes to what he has to say, we've seen God work in powerful ways. Oh, yes. And, you know, the thing about Jay is he, he just is so friendly and engaging and we find in pain all the time. Okay. You bring up a really good point. Yes. We never know. You've heard us say it a million times where the conversation is going to go. We let God lead. Jay was very transparent when it came to dealing with suffering and, and pain and what he has had to deal with. And it just naturally came up in the conversation through our questions and our, our conversation. And maybe it's something about Jay that you're not aware of. You never knew this about him. So if you're dealing with suffering or pain, stick with this podcast because what he has to say could help you get through the next minute, the next day, next week, maybe even the next year. Mm. Let's go to the phones directly. Let's go to James in Tampa. Hi, James. Welcome to the conversation. How are you? Doing well. Good morning. Every day is a blessing. Mm-hmm. Great to have you back um, with us. I appreciate you giving me the time. Um, Pastor Jay, always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank um, you, James. Jesus used a word that we should never be in our praise and our worship, and that word is lukewarm. Mm-hmm. Could you elaborate and explain what exactly that is? Right, boy. That is a great question, James. So lukewarm, you're not hot and you're not cold. It's just kind of somewhere in between. In between, And it depicts a Christian who is basically indifferent, a Christian who is apathetic, a Christian who has lost his or her passion and excitement. Uh, they've lost the wonder of walking with Jesus Christ. And he said, Jesus said, I would rather you be either hot or cold, but never lukewarm. Obviously, he wants us to be hot, on fire for him, serving him with passion. Uh, but he is saying many, many believers. And when that in that same passage, he's knocking on the door, and he is on the outside of the church wanting to get in. So this pictures a believer who has not made the Lord Jesus Christ absolutely Lord of his life. Mm-hmm. Just kind of going through the motions. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, James. And unfortunately, that describes a lot of believers. It yeah. really does. Yeah. Hey, James, yeah. uh, since you're a good friend of ours, uh, can I ask you if everything's cool in your life, everything okay? You sound a little bit down this morning. Anything you want to share with us as your friend? No, not really. Like I said before, every day is a blessing. Um, and I, I look at it that way. I just thank God for everything that I have. And uh, I'm just grateful. That's all. Yeah. Well, you know something, my friend? We appreciate you very much, and you're a very important part of our community. So I just want to make sure that uh, that everything's good for you, okay? I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. Bless you, James. Yeah, James, anytime you need anything, you know, just uh, talk or whatever, please call us. Uh, Open phone policy. Um, That's important. Let's talk about keeping that passion for Jesus burning 
you know, that fire in our belly and Mm -hmm. how easy it is for us to to grow cold. Um, You know, there's a verse out of Proverbs. I love the phrase, for lack of wood, the fire goes out. I think that's applicable to losing our passion, our burning passion yes. for Jesus. We have to keep putting logs on the fire to keep that right. that passion burning. But the question is, what are those logs? In your opinion, what do you think some of those logs right. are? Yeah, that that fuel that keeps that fire burning, and and that's a great uh, a great verse. There are several things, I think. Number one is never lose the wonder of who Jesus Christ is and that he is in your life and that you have resurrection power within you. So I I think there needs to be a continual awareness of who we are in Christ. Our identity, our identity is not found in what we do. It is found in the Lord Jesus Christ. So what are those things that fuel uh, the fire? in God's Word every day, listening to God's Word, reading it, reflecting upon it, praying it back to God, and listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit, uh, praying, uh, talking to God, listening to God, uh, asking to be controlled by the Holy Spirit of God, uh, being in fellowship with other believers, fasting, All of these things are fuel that keep that passion, that keep that fire going. And let me add one more. It is obedience. Everything hinges on obedience. If you want to experience the promises of God, then you and I have to be obedient to what God said. God sets up conditions. It's an if-then situation. If we obey Him, then He does what He says He will do. Yeah. I love that. So if you're feeling maybe a bit lukewarm yourself today, first of all, understand that, uh, you know, emotions go up and down. Feelings are real, but they're not always true. And some days, uh, you know, we feel closer to the Lord than other days, but uh, He is there with us. And uh, but we have to be intentional. You know, it's not a matter of, okay, well, here I am, you know, Lord, um, just show up and do everything. He wants us to lean into our relationship with Him. He wants us, Jay, to seek Him. You can see that in His Word, can't you? You certainly can. And and I would add to that as well, that keep a short sin account. You know, whenever you know you have sinned, immediately confess that to God and ask for His cleansing and forgiveness. And uh, I've been doing a series on disillusioned Christians. Uh, when debilitating doubt invades the life of a believer. And uh, I I think a lot of people begin the Christian life sensing that, you know, all my troubles are going to be over, everything's going to be great. But the Christian life gets messy along the way. Uh, The road from here to heaven gets bumpy. And, uh, and I think many people who come to Christ don't realize that when they first come to Christ, which that's why we need to disciple people and help them to know how to grow, what we believe, and why we believe it. Thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the Curtain Cape Mornings podcast. We always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments, and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well. Let's go to Laura in Tampa first. Hi, Laura. Good morning. Welcome. Good 
morning. How are you? We're doing great. Thank you. I just wanted to ask Pastor Jay if we could expand on the lukewarm because it's so huge right now. Folks are just so confused and so fearful. Is it, um, is it possible that, that it has to do with, because somebody said about fire on the, uh, wood on the fire, is it about dying to ourselves, dying to those things in our lives? Yeah, Laura, it certainly is because the flesh, that old nature that we have, is in continual battle uh, with our spirit. So we have to make a daily choice as to who is going to control our lives. And, and if we don't intentionally make Jesus Lord of that day, then, then all these things can begin to work to create a lukewarm spirit, a, uh, a, a spirit of really uh, indifference. Uh, to the things of God. And that's hard to imagine. But let me tell you, this can happen to any believer if that believer is not continually fueling that fire. Yeah, and this whole idea of persecution, too, you know, it's kind of like, eh, do I really want to go there? You know, it's this whole idea of surrender, you know, he who wants to be my disciple, if you want to follow after me, Jesus said, you need to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow me. There's a lot in that statement there. You know, self-denial does not come easy. Um, and, and then picking up our cross is dying to our own dreams, desires, etc., and embracing the, the dreams and desires that God has for us. We're not real good at denying ourselves. I don't think that's just something unique to our times. It's always been a problem. It certainly has. I mean, we are li living, and I guess we always have, but especially now we see it, this me-first mentality. What's in it for me? I, I see that even with people coming to church, going, well, what did I get out of the worship service, as opposed to, uh, did I encounter God today? Did I worship Him for who He is? And, uh, and I think a lot of believers just get disillusioned because their expectations is that everything's going to be smooth. It is not at all. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phones. Thank you, Laura, very much for your question. Blessings to you today. Thanks for listening. Let's go to Cynthia in Naples. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? I'm good. Good. What's your question? Um, so I had a question for Pastor Jay. I've um, been struggling with a uh, same question over and over for the last couple of years now. I had a family member that uh, committed suicide, and I, I know the scripture, and I know that it is taking the life. I just I have a hard time accepting that there isn't forgiveness for somebody who is struggling with mental illness, and in that mental break did something like this. Right. Cynthia, I, that is something that I think we all need to be uh, aware of and think about. Uh, first of all, if someone was physically sick and they had a disease and they died, we understand that. But it seems like for those who have a mental disease, they have mental illness, and they end their own lives, sometimes I think uh, well-intentioned Christians look at that and go, well, that person couldn't be saved that person couldn't be a Christian. But, but that's not the case. If you know Jesus Christ as your Savior and Lord, if you truly are saved, 
then even if you commit suicide, you will go to heaven. Now, that that's not a license to take your own life. Of course, we're not saying that. But we are saying that suicide is not the unpardonable sin. And I think there are a lot of misconceptions about that throughout Christianity. So very true. Cynthia, thank you so much for your question. That's a really, really important one. You know, we played a clip from Johnny Erickson Tata earlier this week. She was featured on Haven Today, 5.30 a.m., Monday through Friday, here on Moody Radio, shameless plug alert, but this is a good plug. Uh, Johnny is one of our heroes. She's such a special woman. Of course, she was injured in a diving accident, uh, paralyzed. Uh, She was a teenager at the time. And the way the Lord has used her in so many of our lives, just, you know, dealing with pain and and suffering. She's written so many wonderful books. And um, she was talking, Kate, about how to deal with pain and suffering day to day. And as she grows older, she was saying that it's becoming more and more difficult. And Jay, she in essence said, I have to hang on to these scriptures, these promises that God has given me more today maybe than I ever have before. And the the only way that I can make it through especially if it's the middle of the night and I'm dealing with this pain. And by the way, guys, you can apply this to emotional pain as well, not Mm -hmm. just physical, is to hang on to what the Lord says with everything I've got. And then when I feel like I'm ready to release it because I can't hang on any longer, it's like he catches me and he holds me in that place. There's so much we can learn from folks who deal with pain and suffering and still trust in the Lord, and they do not become disillusioned or despairing. Yes. You you know, Kurt, that is so true. And Johnny is a hero for all of us. Uh, As you all know, uh, I I too, I struggle, not to the degree she does, but struggle with chronic pain, uh, back pain. And I remember I was at an an event and a well-intentioned Christian came up to me and he took his hand and put on my forehead and said, in 30 days, this pain's going to be gone. And I got to tell you all, I had to leave that event and go outside because I was so angry with that because the assumption was that either I had not had enough faith, uh, that the pain could be taken away, or that I had done something wrong. And I'm telling you, there was a righteous indignation uh, about that. I remember when Angie had breast cancer and one lady said to her, if you had just had enough faith, this wouldn't have happened. I got to tell you, that is just not scriptural. No. And (laughs) even though God doesn't cause the pain, God can use that pain. And I will tell you that this pain has allowed me to uh, reach a point where I have to depend upon God. And, and I've made peace with that, and that's not an easy thing. So the question the Lord put on my heart was, uh, am I enough for you, or do you need for me to heal you too? Wow. And I'm oh, wow. telling you, Jesus wow. is enough. My grace, he said, wow. is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look that's back big. at all the saints, all the, the great, you know, Paul, okay? Right. You know, it, it, 
God does not promise us a rose garden, and that is no. that is to me one of the most dangerous things going on in the church. Prosperity gospel. Yes, yes. that is not oh, God. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is no. not God. Yeah. It is not. And I truly believe that Paul's thorn in the flesh was something physical. Now, we're not told what it was, I think, for a reason, because that way we can all identify uh, with Paul right. and whatever he's facing. But yes, there, there will be thorns in the life of a believer, and, uh, and God uses that to help us to become more like Jesus Christ. But you know what? We still, there's a part of us that has to make the choice that I'm going to lean into him and not run away from him. But, I mean, just lay it out here, Jay. Again, you've walked right. through this. You're walking through it probably this morning. Your yeah. back probably hurts this morning. Yes. How do you keep from the physical pain distracting uh, your mind from what you're doing, even if that's worshiping the Lord and and trying to rehearse who He is, because when you don't feel well, it, it, there's this huge distraction. How do you manage that? Right. Uh, some days uh, I don't manage it well at all, uh, but uh, overall, I think um, the pain that I experience is God allowing me to have this wake-up call, depend upon Him, depend upon the Holy Spirit. You know, I shared last week with our people this statement, God is God, God is always good. He always does what is good for us. He is fair, just, and always right. He is altogether awesomely holy. God is sovereign. He always has his reasons, always, and his character is beyond impeccable. And so I meditate on that, and, and, I, and I have to stand on the fact that uh, I need to allow God to know some things that I don't, and I must trust His character. Yes. By the way, He hasn't, uh, this, this whole dealing with pain thing has not stolen the joy of the Lord from you. We can testify to that. We can hear yes. it in your voice. But as yes. you have said recently, uh, you have never felt more joy in the service of the Lord uh, in your entire ministry than you do right now. Absolutely right. And I say that uh, multiple times during the week to Angie, and I am so grateful. I am so joyful uh, at this place God has allowed us to be. So it, our listeners, if you're going through pain, and that can be emotional pain, Kerr, as you mentioned earlier, it could be relational pain. But don't let that be an occasion to become lukewarm. Let it be an occasion for you to say, God, this is bigger than I am, but it is not bigger than you. Wow. That may be the whole reason why the Lord had you tune in today. Yeah. This is this is serious stuff, Kate, because people are dealing with things. I mean, the prayer requests that come in. Yes. Oh, people, good people are suffering I, and, you know, it doesn't make you—it's not always—because it's not up to you. It's not everything you did. Sometimes we make bad choices, and we better live with it. You know, that's, that's life. But sometimes we live in a fallen world, and bad things happen to good people. Yeah. Let's go to Lutz, and that would be Ellen. Hi, Ellen. How are you? Yes, good morning. My question is uh, to the pastor, to— express and elaborate how vital it is to fast and pray. We need to be praying for our 
church, for the church of Jesus Christ. We need to be fasting and praying for this world. We need to fast and pray for our nation. And we need to be fasting and praying for our families. It's vital. We're living in perilous times. And we need to stand rooted and grounded in Jesus and praying and fasting for these things. Wow. Ellen, amen to that. Yes. Ellen, that is so true about fasting. In fact, Jesus assumed that we would fast. He didn't say if you fast. He said when you fast. So fasting is going without food so you may more intensely uh, seek God in the heart of God. I will tell you that fasting has transformed my life. And I never feel closer to God than when I am fasting. So when that hunger pain hits you, uh, you it is a an alarm going off saying, okay, seek God, uh, praise God, uh, look toward God. So I want to encourage believers, if you have not experienced this wonderful spiritual discipline of fasting, start doing that, even if it's one meal, and then maybe two meals. But fasting is the spiritual discipline that I think we hear about the least and that we practice the least. Wow. So if folks want to do this, uh, they've never done it before, you would recommend, I mean, you want to check with your doctor, obviously, because uh, you want to make sure there's not anything crazy going on there. So that's always a disclaimer. But if they're just beginning... Uh, they could just skip one meal, or should they start with an all-day fast? What's your recommendation? Uh, My encouragement would be that you would take one meal. Start it with that. And, and during that time, meditate on God's Word. Ask God to speak to your heart. And one of the things that has helped me in fasting is I always have a list of specific things that I'm fasting for. And uh, so this is an intentional setting aside of time so that you may cry out to God in, in a more intense way. And, and believers, I just want to encourage you, begin this practice of fasting. It can transform your life. Thanks for listening to Curtin Kate Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.